The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Vianna? Yes, it is. Vianna, and you have a question on children and self-esteem. Yes, ma'am. Yes, what's the question? Um, how, uh, I'm doing a senior project paper in high school right now, and um, uh, my paper is on self-esteem for young children and how important it is. Um, I was just wondering if you could give me a little information on how that can be important. Um, think of it in your own life. The method that you use to figure out how, whether self-esteem is important or not is to think about in your own life when you felt most confident, most grounded, whether it, it was there a hobby or something that you did well and you felt really good about it. Oh, is that a question? Yeah, for you. When you were real young. Um, yeah, I, I did. I had jump roping contests. And um, that was my most memorable thing to do. Yeah, how old were you then? Um, I was 10. 10 years old. Yeah. And you were good at it. Yeah, I was Did, really good at it. Yeah, tell me a little more. Did you practice? Um, yeah, I jump roped every day at school, at home, got into the competitions in elementary school. And was it like d- fancy things that you would do with a jump rope rather than just jumping? No, it was it was fancy. I did double dutching with my friends, and we ended up doing a competition in the elementary school, and we were in second place between all the uh, elementary schools in Lancaster. Now, can you feel, just bringing back that memory to yourself in childhood, what emotion are you feeling now? Um, I'm pretty proud that I actually did that. And when I was 10 years old. So notice, when you use your mind well, instead of just wishing or praying to win the competition, you practice, you put in effort, you learn skills that I will never learn on a jump rope, right? Yeah. So you you put in mental effort and you got rewarded for it. And yeah. So self-esteem is mind, M-I-N-D, esteem. It's learning how to use your mind well to think clearly and rationally and setting good goals for yourself longer range so you can achieve your own happiness. So it starts in childhood. Children need not to have a critical parent always breathing over their shoulder telling them that they're wrong with everything they do or it's not quite good enough. Yeah. They, But they also don't need unearned self-esteem. You know how phony it is when, oh, you know, all my, the, my daughter's graduating from kindergarten. How exciting. And what's so exciting about that? You know, you make uh, a big deal about nothing. In a, yeah. But if a child, if you give a child opportunities to, to think clearly and act well, whether it's learning a new skill like ice skating or jump roping or whether it's learning math or learning how to read, if you're a parent, to help make learning fun and using their mind fun, not to try to confound their mind, then that's very important. But I'm not sure if that's the angle that you're, you're coming from. So it's absolutely important in, in childhood. Not faked self-esteem, not patting them on the back and saying, oh, you're a wonderful child. And the kids will say, well, the, kid, the child might say, uh, Vienna, well, what do you love about me? Oh, everything. I just love you because you're you. And that, I mean, if, if you were dating a guy and you said, what do you love about me? And he goes, oh, just everything. How does that make you feel? Oh, well, maybe, you know, he's not giving me certain details. 
on what what everything you like about me. You like my eyes, you like my hair, you like my personality. Exactly. And doesn't it make a difference? If the guy said, what I love about you, Vienna, is that I love the shape of your hands. Now, does that make you swoon? If he said to you, what I love about you is when you were in when you're in school, you work real hard and you do well. You use your mind well. Or what I love about you is you were really nice to your friends. You were you were thoughtful. Yeah. Now that it feels like he gets you. Mhm. It really it really does like So I get what get what you're saying. He's right. So if it's grounded in reality, if his compliments if if it's grounded in reality, that's wonderful. You want but self-esteem is not something other people can give you. Hey, I got to interrupt this cuz we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds. That's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh. I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. (laughs) Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. But self-esteem is not something other people can give you. People can be real mean to you, and you can still love yourself, have self, have confidence in your own mind. Yeah, and what, I have another question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what are uh, uh, some of the effects if young children grow up? I mean, I'm talking about the age of five, grow up, and they don't have that self-esteem. They end up start. They end up feeling, cheating, lying, um, they become anorexic, anorexic, bulimia. Is that some of the, the stuff that can happen? Is that true? Um, if children, if, if parents don't know how to help children use their minds well, giving them opportunities, let's say the parents do everything for the kids and the kids just feel like they're, I don't know, birds in a cage who don't do much. You can fly around a little bit, but you can't really do much. It, then the ki- and if the kids make bad choices and they know better such as cheating lying and eating then when they're alone with themselves in private and reflecting on their own behavior the lying the cheating the stealing the uh induced vomiting and bulimia or something are they yeah. going to feel good about the way they're leading their lives and making their choices huh they're not going to feel good about themselves, right? No. So they. So, all. so what? What is the the question? Is what you're wanting to know? If it's true, if it's something that can happen, if a child is, you know, kept like in a birdcage or, or something, and they don't have t- they don't have that space to express themselves. Okay. Or. The parents that um, parents can, yeah, parents can make life very difficult for a child. But even from some of the most difficult homes, a, a child can hold their own. I worked with highly abused children, and some of them were very damaged by the age of five. But some children who were in horrific households where there's be- beating and whipping and you name it. I don't want to go where else it went, but yeah. it was awful. But but these children were fighters. They chose to think, and they chose to evaluate their parents as bad. 
or the abusing persons in their lives as bad rather than to say, oh, I'm a bad person. So if the kids can keep a clear head, nobody can force them to think otherwise. They can, uh, an environment can make life much more difficult for a child to grasp a rational world, but it can't remove it completely. A child can still use his or her young mind and say, no, my parents were wrong. I want to get out of that household. And that's phenomenal. So self-esteem is, it boils down to something that a person earns by choosing to engage their mind, put in the effort, and think. And even if you don't have self-esteem, that means you can earn it for yourself later on in life, too, with effort. Yeah. Yeah, so I so, hope that helps. Listen, we're right, at the, we're right at time right now. Okay. So thank you so much. You sound real sweet, and I hope that the report goes real well for you, the Senior Project. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Vienna. For more Dr. Kenner podcasts, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path of Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. A successful romantic relationship requires a warm, loving atmosphere. Anger is a big romance destroyer. You cannot simultaneously be warm and angry toward a person. Occasional anger is not uncommon, but it cannot be the prevailing mood of a happy relationship. Anger comes in many forms, belittlement, sarcasm, insults, criticism. One of the most common forms is resentment for real or imagined slights or injustices. Partners who hold grudges for days, weeks, months, or even years without expressing them keep their loved ones in a state of bewilderment. Eventually, the victim of anger withdraws emotionally from the relationship, which leads to more resentment and a downward love trajectory. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com, and you can buy the book at amazon.com.